0: Welcome to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast where we hear real stories from real men living real lives. I am your guide Ned Shout. Fatherhood is not only about being a dad. It incorporates providing and serving a home, loving and serving a spouse, engaging and serving in a community, as well as intentionally serving your kiddos. Fatherhood is an adventure. It's one full of fun, wild and definitely messy stories. In this podcast, we will hear stories from real men who have found themselves living the adventure of fatherhood. I so enjoy this conversation with my friend Riley Armstrong. Such a rad dude. I just love sitting. I mean, from the moment we start talking in a minute, it's just solid nuggets all through in relation to how we view our lives. What is our perspective towards today and yesterday and tomorrow? How do I be in tune? And if I see something as a man and as a dad that I want to go after, how do I go do that? How do I not let my mind just cripple me from not moving forward in the things that matter to me in life? How to be aware of my relationship with my spouse and not just always looking at things from my own perspective. You guys, this is full of wisdom. Enjoy this conversation. And again, at the end, if you liked it, please share it with a friend. We would love for them to hear this conversation around fatherhood. Enjoy. All right, welcome to Fatherhood Field Notes. I got my friend Riley Armstrong in the office. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Yet.
0: Oh my gosh. I've been super excited about this today. Uh, it's a beautiful Friday yeah. and we're sitting here trying to stay cool in what should be rainy weather, but yeah. it's not.
1: <laughs> it's, it's February and it's just like summer out there. I know. All the flowers are blooming. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So we've been
0: chatting it up already for a good 45 minutes. I feel mm-hmm. like we could just talk for hours and have a good time hanging out. So this is fun because we've only hung out a couple of times. Yeah. Um, our wives are friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, amongst kids and other things, we've we've had lunch once and then hung out at a dinner party recently. Yeah. Which yeah. you are my daughter's hero. Ah. Yeah, because she's my oldest, 13. <laughs> And I'm like, the old 36-year-old dad, oh, you're listening to this music now, blah, blah, blah. I don't really like it because of this. And so you and me and her are standing there, and you brought up her favorite artist, yeah. Billie Eilish. Yeah. And she looks at me like, this dad gets it.
1: Oh, and that was, honestly, that was a kind of a fluke. No way. Uh, you know, it was, which I I really dig her stuff. Uh, But, yeah, I didn't know, but I thought... Yeah, You know how you just kind of, you kind of just, I guess I was, you know, name dropping someone Dude, I've well, been to. Dude, well, it worked. To. It did. It worked. So but even we've been talking
0: about <laughs> yeah. you and your son listening to yeah. music. And I mean, you named names of hip hop artists. I don't know. Oh, man. Because you're engaged and in tune yeah. with what your kid's listening to and paying attention. And it seems as though you're willing to listen to it as well. Yeah. To, to like actually have an opinion on it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we do a lot of listening. He he's always he's he's kind of like he loves to discover new music. Mm. And uh, so he'll discover new music and he'll want to show me. That's super uh, cool. And so I'm yeah, I guess it's a pretty cool, op- you know, pretty op- cool opportunity. Yeah, it's usually sure. during a drive. He'll plug in his, you know, his uh, little iPod into our, you know, the, the speakers and, yeah. and he'll play me what he's what he's excited about.
0: So you've created enough of a trust with him that he's not worried that he'll put this on, and you'd be like, "Oh, we don't listen to that kind of music in this family yeah,
1: no, he's not worried about that he's more you know what this is funny he's more he's more thinking about what i 'll think of the beat um if I think that the melody or the counter melody makes sense for the song, and he'll also he'll he'll wonder at what I think of the guys." you know, like rhyme, you know, or mm. his, like his flow. He calls it his flow. And, and so he's, that's what he's, he wants me. Cause often the stuff he's excited about, he wants me to be excited about because mm. he thinks it's great. So, yeah. and there's times where uh, I'll be like, dude, I I, I don't like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're honest with him as well. Yeah, yeah. See, so you're not just trying to be the parent who's cool saying, Oh, this is really great stuff. If you don't like it, you say you don't like I, it, I do, yeah. but you don't lead with, criticism in the sense of making him feel bad about what he likes. Right. Which is a super cool relationship to have. And clearly as you're listening, you go the way this guy talks about music. He has some understanding that (laughs) me normal peasant doesn't. And you're a musician, but that's a really cool relationship with your kid. Because I remember, I mean, I remember uh, just, especially growing up in the church, being told what to listen to, what not to listen to with, and then giving like really crappy if you like this, listen to this. Oh
1: man, those yeah. were the worst. I remember those charts, <laughs> dude. I remember yeah. going to. This is yeah. so
0: stupid. Going to a Christian bookstore, and in the out the CD album aisle, there was a. If you like Metallica, you'll like these CDs. <sighs> if you like this, you'll oh, like. Man. These. Isn't that so? It's bad? just trying so <laughs> hard. Trying so hard. To, <laughs> oh
1: yeah. my
0: gosh, that's hilarious! But yeah. I love it because it even it really inspired me to go. So Brooklyn and I on our next yeah. drive to school, cause I had heard one song uh-huh. and I automatically was like, Oh, she said this about this. Right. And I was like, I don't like it instead of like, let's listen to all of it and pay attention yeah. to this creative work that this person is making yeah. and is doing a great job. If you look at the charts and you look yeah. at stuff going yeah. on and being able to have more of a conversation around, not just this one word, this one thing that was said and throwing it all out. Yeah. Because what if people did that with me? Dude. Good, good point. I mean, yeah, I am not point. perfect. And what does perfect even mean? So how can I just throw out all this creativity? Yeah. <clears throat> so anyways, dude, super inspiring. Yeah. Okay. So people can get to know Briley Armstrong more. Yeah. How old are you?
1: I'm forty three. I paused just because you know, there's this state in, you know, in the thirties and in the forties where you just you gotta Okay w- exactly where did the you know where did the ball land is it on i'm on I on 43 or am i 42 and yeah. you know there was a while there i think it was in the 38s and 37s where i was telling people the wrong age because i i hadn't been paying close paying attention, attention yeah. <laughs> yeah and so but yes yeah, so uh the pause just to make sure yes i am i am I'm 43.
0: So yeah. what's hilarious that you say that is I've been telling people the last few months that I'm 37, and then my family reminded me that I'm 36.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're in the future. You're. I'm in the future. <laughs> I feel 47. <laughs> <laughs> and how many years have you been married? Um, I've been married, this will be 15 years in May. So uh, yeah, I, I was married at just a day before 20, before I turned 28, I got married. And um, yeah, so I was little later in my life. I mean, that's not that much later, but, but, uh, you know, it felt later, you know, I had longed to be married. I mean, I couldn't wait to find that person, you know, find my person. How long could you not wait for? Um, well, you know, I guess I was just so, I was so bent on my career and, you know, so driven, that, um, and you're a traveling musician. Yeah, I did traveling music. And so on the go, on the go, I met a lot of people, but I never stayed anywhere for very long. You know, hmm. I was always going and And so I remember, you know, I, I, you know, there'd be people that I would meet and I'm like, Oh, I wonder if, I wonder if I could like them, you know, <laughs> it's hilarious to think uh, that now, but, um, it was really the first time when I met Shannon, it was, I was living in Nashville Tennessee and I was um, back in Alberta just for an event which is where I was from originally Alberta Canada and um, I remember meeting her and and it was like it just like that's her I just I knew it now she didn't (laughs) for a while but but eventually you know she did and and uh, it's kind of neat to think back now that was though at that point you know I'd had other you know ladies that i'd liked but they never liked me back and shannon was the first girl that was like she liked me back and the the whole long distance thing was hard initially Oh, so you did long distance at first for a little bit and then we broke up for a little bit it was just too hard to Mm. be that far apart but Mm -hmm. then i actually i was already angling to move back to canada anyway i was done with um, living in, in Nashville. And, and so I moved back and, uh, it was after moving back to Canada, um, that I, uh, you know, was able to get things, uh, you know, kind of, I was able to date Shannon again. And, and, uh, at that point then we knew that, yeah, we were, we were, it was, uh, it was something that we were going to pursue. And then were you married pretty quick? We were, we, we were, uh, kind of engaged in, pretty quick. And then we actually did what I call pseudo elope. And it was right to the day that we'd known each other one year. Oh, cool. And I say pseudo elope because, um, her parents knew about it and my mom and dad knew about it. Um, and they were, you know, I'd say they were okay with it. You know, they didn't really have a, a choice. Right. They They came and we got married in a gazebo and some neighborhood <laughs> and uh um in in the city we were in calgary and uh yeah, it was uh for what it it, it was a she who was wearing a jean jacket and a pink dress, and I was wearing you know uh something uh you know pants, I know I was wearing pants and a shirt <laughs> that's good and uh yeah, and then yeah it was it was kind of one of those situations where we just knew it was i knew shannon was the the one, and um you know it has not been an easy. 15 years. And she would say the same thing when you, when you get married, you, you know, we didn't know each other near as well as we thought we did. Right. And, uh, we were both very stubborn, me especially. And so it, you know, it was a lot of years of, of, uh, kind of un, undoing a lot of the selfish habits and the, the ways that I like to be in control and the ways that I like to, uh, live without, uh, accountability around things, you know, and, and then when you're married, you're, you're all of a sudden you're in this relationship that requires give and take and, and, uh, um, you know, finding common ground. And I wasn't very good at that. Yeah. It's funny. My wife and I say, when you think back on your wedding day and you think
0: back how much you loved each other, you almost kind of laugh. I mean, we've been married 15 years as well. You mm-hmm. kind of laugh at it. And I mean, think about people who are 50 years married now, looking back, can you believe when we were married 15 years, how much we thought we were like, had to figure it figured out. You just yeah. go, man, if you're willing to put the work in, because marriage is a freaking
1: yeah, lot of work it
0: is. every day, all, yeah. you know, but super worth
1: it. Don't you think it makes you a better person?
0: If you let it. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you, you let, let it. it make you a better person yeah. or you can let it make you a crappier person. Well, that's true. You know, yeah. but it's such an opportunity because the only way you can grow in the great characteristics that we would all like to have of patience and grace and forgiveness and how we'd like people to have those towards us is if you put yourself in a situation where you have to experience those things all the time. Yeah. Whether you need forgiveness or you need to give forgiveness. Yeah. Right. And it's cool to have friends and neighbors and parents and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. a marriage that is going to pull that crap out of you. Yeah. Whether you want it to or not. Yeah. And so you get to deal with, do you want, to become a better person and let your marriage do that or do you want to suck and yeah. not and just be selfish through your whole life I mean yeah. that's kind of like the rawness of what marriage is probably actually designed to do yeah. which makes us better people if we let it yeah. Um, yeah I agree but yeah dude it's hard especially you know I got married when I just turned 21 okay six days before I turned 21 and I was not at the level of musician that you were but we <laughs> my poor wife was Uh, working two or three jobs to pay for our wedding. And I was on a little six week band tour playing youth groups and stuff with my buddies. And I came back with a Mohawk and my labray pierced.
1: Oh wow.
0: Yeah. And that was 10 days before our wedding. Oh man. Maybe two weeks. So they made me take her and her cousin had this idea. Her cousin had babies uh, to make me take prenatal vitamins to make my hair grow a little bit (laughs) for like two weeks. So I took prenatal vitamins. (laughs) They were hoping my mohawk would go away. Um, But I say that because I feel like I went to college, got married, I didn't live on my own for very Mm. long, where you had, you know, you did have 10 years to grow up a little bit to go experience some life. But you also got to do that on your own where you got to make all your own. What am I going to eat? Where am I going to stay? And then if you're traveling, playing music a lot, that's even heightened. Yeah. You know, of like, what do you feel like doing? I would think. Is that true or no?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was a, I had really created a career by the time I was married and um, uh, I had did a lot of, uh, you know, it was a, it was a business, you know, and it was, there was art. That I was creating, but there was also, uh, you know, revenue that I was creating, and and um, I guess a lot of the time, at that point in my life, I thought that she'd be so okay with the revenue and that things were going great, as far as you know, having events to play and and um, you know, money to spend that 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 would make up for the fact that we were we didn't we were always on the go and we weren't, we weren't really, we were spending, I guess I always thought if we're together that, that that's a win. Um, but when you're together and you're, you know, on, you're on, uh, in this position where you have to play and there's a promoter that you have to feel like you have to keep engaged and happy Mm. and, and then people who've come to see the event well that that wasn't what my wife signed up for. She's like, I feel like I'm you know sharing you with you know all these events we go to yeah, and, and we're I like really together but not yeah, and i thought what why wouldn't you like this you know <laughs> she's like, are you kidding me? there's nothing I like about this um, so it was it was completely I completely missed it. I mm. really didn't see things from her vantage point at all, I was, I guess I just, I was really immature. You know, I really didn't see it. So as you've been married and you eventually saw it and it didn't break up the
0: marriage and you decided to stick it out, has it changed your perspective on other areas of life? Like as you've grown to try to see things from her vantage point in other future instances. Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. I think so. Um but it it's I'm such a hard head, you know. I, I just it takes me a long time. It probably was learning that along with the culmination of other circumstances yeah. in life where I I realized, you know, for example, one of the times that uh one of I mean, we've had some fights, uh, you know, some doozies over the years, but there was this one time we'd moved uh, here. And uh we had this old pump house, and we were going to convert it into um a chicken uh house you know mm-hmm. for raising chickens and so I just got started, and um, she uh was so upset with kind of the way I was doing it and and in my mind i'm thinking i'm making I'm making this chicken place why you know i did, I didn't understand why she why it mattered to her, and then I all of a sudden kind of came to this point um in the you know in the whole ordeal where I'm like wow she wants a say <laughs> she has an opinion <laughs> about how opinion. what this would look like and how it would work best and why have I been so missing that and and I think that that, that was a moment where I I got it and man if I would have got that sooner and and I still struggle with it at, at times you know where but I'm, the
0: thing is is if us dudes were willing to Work through those moments and let the chicken house yeah shape us instead of just carrying that man, why the hell is she always on me about whatever whatever whatever, mm-hmm. instead of pausing and eventually yeah. coming to a conclusion and hey, this is probably gonna be our whole life figuring this stuff out, which is fine
1: yeah, and but- we we've actually since then we uh, two two years ago we built a house together and um, and it was probably one of the most uh in agreement times of our of cool. our life. And it's so funny to think how far we came <laughs> from um having so such uh such disagreement over this chicken shed uh <laughs> to now we're you know making 40,000 decisions on this house mm. and we I feel like we were we not only succeeded at it together but we were better at it yeah. than than like we were we were engaged and we were we were in the same you know we, we were in sync and it yeah. was working and yeah. we were you know it was like her creativity and, and my creativity and I feel like we really did a great job and and um, and sometimes I I miss even though that was a long and hard year of our life it was it was so cool because we were we were getting it you know and we were working together at something and and I think I respected her eyeball on you know, the style and the look and, and, um, you know, I think that was a a big nod to her. And I think that at the same time, she gave me a chance to use my creative juices as well. And together we came up with something pretty cool. See, it's so red because I mean, you're talking
0: about communication and learning how to communicate with somebody where you can have beautiful life together. And not that it's all figured out, like you've said, but little instances like the chicken coop, yeah. If you let those things either continue to put a barrier between you or a frustration or you let those things shape the way that you learn to communicate. Like we might go, oh, it's a chicken coop or it's this or it's that. It's stupid. Let's just make two. You make yours. I'll make mine, <laughs> you know, or you yeah. let it shape how you communicate to yeah. then other things down the road become simpler. And then it's something else you're working on, you yeah. know, um, yeah. but communication with our spouse and with humans Again, it's only if we pause and we're willing to look at it from somebody's opinion or, yeah. you know, other somebody else's perspective, which our our politicians are really good at doing. Yeah. So we should take a cue from them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. That's yeah, sad. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. Already so many nuggets. OK. And you guys have kids.
1: Yeah. We have a 14 year old uh, boy and uh, then I've got a six year old girl. So Everly is a girl. Zephyrin's a boy. He starts lacrosse. Uh, his first game is tomorrow and he can't wait for that game i'm excited to see him play and and uh, my little girl everly she is just such a wonderful little girl she's in uh violin is her thing oh cool and so she's really really gifted little violin player you know she's getting it i mean even though the violin is it's a quarter size violin uh so it's real tiny and um it's used we're borrowing it from somebody and uh, i'm sure it it, it, it's pretty beaten up, but man, she makes it sound so good. I'm pretty proud of How her. How fun to get to watch yeah. your kid get passionate about something that you love. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool to see yeah. her do that. And it's, uh, they're growing and, and I think that, uh, you know, they're thriving in, in life. And, uh, my wife is just so good at, uh, um, you know, hearing them and, 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 you know, reminding them that, the, the, of all the good things of who they are and of, of, um, all they have to offer this world. And, uh, I just, I love it. I think that So what do you mean you, you remind them of all that
0: they have to offer this yeah. world.
1: one thing that my wife says that I think this is so good, you know, um, you know, that they're, they're, you know, they're good kids. They might have bad behavior but that doesn't change the fact that they're good kids. And you tell them this. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that's such a, if that can be, I think it's, Shannon's been saying this over them and for years. And I think it's, it's foundational. It's, it's turned into this that where they, they not only, um, they believe it, they, you know, that, that we're going to have bad behavior. Same with me and same with Shannon, but you know, who we are is good. And it's so cool because you said, you know, say that she
0: says this over them. Mm-hmm. So she says this to them. She speaks this to them mm-hmm. to the family. This it sounds like it's a family thing, right? Yeah. We. We speak life with our words. Like oh, our yeah. words bring so much power. And you could just so s- just look over the fact of what you just said. Uh, you bad behavior, but you're good. Yeah. But if you really believe that about yourself. And if you really believe that about your children, you're able to speak that into them because they are gonna view themselves the way that you view them. Yeah. That's that's a huge deal. And, and it doesn't matter how much you make or where you live or what you do, yeah. that's your opportunity with these kids. The world would look so much different if yeah. we just swallowed our own crap sometimes, that you know, like, yeah. oh, I'm such a victim myself, and took the opportunity to not compare ourselves to everybody and just speak life. Yeah. And we're talking some of the simplest words that we say every day, good and bad. We say it yeah. every day and we don't even really think about the meaning of it. And like, I'm, I'm saying this for myself, you know, Yeah. that right there, you sharing that with me is just, we gotta be so aware of the, what we say and how we say it. Yeah, man, yeah. that's, that's good. Sure. That's so yeah. good. Okay. Two kids married 15 years. What
1: do you do for work? Uh, well, currently the yeah for work i I work at a church I'm a music director and so that means I'm putting together um a lot it's not a big church it's a you know, medium-sized church so I end up wearing a lot of hats but mm-hmm. but the big part of what I do is preparing music for um Sundays and then of course um for special events so I do a lot of that of course it's not just the preparing the music it's lining up musicians Mm -hmm. um uh it's and then then of course um um overseeing all the tech right the all the and nowadays man it i mean there's so much to uh, the technical part of a simple sunday church service you know there's if you're streaming and 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 if you've got uh, uh you know different rooms that are you know getting uh, pumping in music here and, and video yeah, there. There's and so much. There's to a it. lot oh. to it. So we really do, um, have a, have a lot of things that I kind of manage, um, tech that I manage at the church. And then on the side, I do a lot of music comedy and, um, that has me, you know, every, I played, I actually played here in town this month, which was fun. I hardly, you played hardly, already. Yeah. I, oh. I played, I, I did an event here and, uh, that was a blast. I don't play in the, you know here locally very often and yeah. next month i'm in um carlsbad new mexico really <laughs> so yeah so that'll be fun that'll be in an, and uh a bit of a trek to get there
0: and is it in a an event that you're like there's lots yeah. of bands playing, no just uh, just me i'm kind of oh, cool. just a
1: one-off i brought in and uh, do the event and then um uh this summer i'll be headed to texas and i do a lot of summer camp work in texas and then uh back and forth throughout the summer with that and then yeah so so that that's so a music, lot of fun. comedy
0: so is it like you and your guitar and yes you have your yeah. songs I, I always
1: start my event by saying music comedy um it's what you get when you put uh you know music together with comedy unless you don't laugh and then it's pretty much just music <laughs> but my heart is is that uh i create these songs that are are original tunes mm-hmm. it's not parodies um it's original songs that you know poke fun at life and the silly things that we do so
0: yeah we were after you had shared that with me when we hung out for that christmas yeah. dinner my me and the family listened to them all the way home <laughs> and my son is just laughing in the back seat
1: uh, that cool. was hilarious that's cool i love to hear that because it's um yeah it's uh it's not easy it, it it's one thing to I'm write sure. a song it's a whole nother thing to try to write a song that's funny it's it's hard yeah it's it's like sometimes I thought to myself, maybe I should just go back to writing normal songs a little easier. It doesn't have this extra layer of you know of, of challenge to it well
0: then so. too if it's not if you're trying to be funny and it's not just like crude or fill in all the gaps with like shocking words, like shocking swear words. Cause I love comedy. We've been like on this binge. We're walking, watching a lot of Netflix stand up and it's so fun, but you do look at the art between somebody who is using certain language in between for all their filler. Yeah. Which is still, you know, shock values funny, Yeah, but the creativity it takes to not just, Jump to those words right. to get the laughter. Yeah, is a whole nother level of art. and it creativity.
1: Is. It really is. It's a challenge, and somebody who does it well, like a Jim Gaffigan, he kills me. Yeah, I know he's incredible. like a perfect example yeah. that
0: you can be hilarious, like yeah. stomach hurting hilarious, yeah. and not have to always jump to this. Like, let me just shock you.
1: Yeah, yeah. It. It's he. He's a great example of somebody who, who just really does such a wonderful job. Um, man, he's got some good bits. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: funny. He's super funny. Um, okay. Over the years, what have been some of the best resources to you as a father? Somebody you saw, uh, friends books. Is there a couple of resources that served well for you?
1: Yeah. You know, um, I've been listening to this podcast, so that's one. Right um, on. I think that's a great resource. Um, I've also been listening to uh, uh, you know another uh, another podcast that I that I really dig, um, and it's a it's a little bit more you know church related, but mm-hmm. I find a lot of value in it. And it's Timothy Keller. Oh yeah, you know, got stud. some great stuff. And um, um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I I know you had asked me this question, and uh, I wanted to have a. I, I th- remember answering it and now I'm blanking on what was There was, was a book a you
0: said was it um a Henry Nowen book?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, that was a um I'm spacing on the the name of Something it. Something heart. Um, yeah, oh uh, the way of the heart. The way of the yeah, heart. Yeah. Great book. Um and you know you think Henry Nowen, uh cuz he's kind of a thinker, but it's not that difficult of mm. a reach. And yeah, it's so good. It's just some good inner life um stuff to to chew on and and to you know t- it's kind of talking about things like hey um you know solitude you know sitting quietly and and what you do in that quiet space mm. and how it can be uh it how it really can fill you up and it's a really cool uh, book uh, i really have enjoyed it and it's not very you know it's not very thick so so why is that mm. important as a dad to sit and have some quiet time oh man I think that that is a huge, because here's the thing, in our, our life at home is so just filled with, with uh, tasks, it's so very filled with the to-do lists, the one that we have, our to-do list, but then our family's to-do list, which are often very different, and then, of course, you add into that just, um, you know, everything coming at you, media-wise, and, and whether the, your family that has, Uh, something always on in the background or not. um, Sometimes it can be, it can really take your breath away when you realize, or or when you get to a quiet space and there's nothing else happening.
0: Yeah. It's almost kind of frightening, right? It's like if you go through your day, like you get up and you start running and then you do the sports and the school and the dinner and the homework and the whatever, (laughs) depending on your stage of life. And then a lot of times it's like, if we get to that last you know, 839, 930, you have maybe a half hour, hour to put on, you know, we just want to throw on a show, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I, there's shows I like, but it's almost like if you were to just do nothing. Yeah. It's almost like you look around and go, what am I supposed to do?
1: Yeah. Because I'm so
0: <laughs> used to just like this task oriented yeah. run, hurry, hurry, hurry. So what do you do? Like is that something that you find yourself setting aside some quiet time
1: sometimes? You know what I have been doing lately. I'm I'm taking a break from uh, the news. I'm trying okay. to take a break from the news. So today, today I drove to work in quiet, no music, no audiobook, no radio, just quiet. And it's sometimes it's the it's uh, that might be the only quiet I have today but it was something and um i feel like it's kind of like i used to uh think of it as it's like i'm having a meeting with myself you Mm. know so now are you thinking through a bunch of stuff are you just trying to just chill yeah just trying to chill just trying to why is that important relax my jaw yeah i don't know if you get that but sometimes you know when you're so stressed you're you realize got all these muscles in your jaw and they're just raging you know especially if you're stressed and i was moving a piano today and you know all this uh, you know renting a trailer from home depot and so there's anytime you rent something it's just this big ordeal Big ordeal yeah and and so yeah your jaw just gets so tense and it's like man just trying to you know as i'm driving just you know trying to relax my jaw yeah um, trying to uh um you know breathe take breaths that are b- bigger than just that short little breath that sometimes you, you take when you're when you're doing what you're doing and, and it's shorter. Yeah. Uh, trying to get that breath in a little deeper into the lungs and out, you know, more like what you would do if you were running, you know, that's why one reason why running so great. It's using Ooh, it makes your, you breathe. Yeah. Using your full lung capacity.
0: It's funny. Cause I don't do it as much now, but as you say, the jaw thing, my wife would always say when I'm stressed, she'll, she'll say, you need to breathe. Like I'll oh, hold yeah. my breath. So I hold my breath a yeah. lot and I've gotten a lot more aware of it. But I just think as you're sharing that as a dad, to to give yourself some space to breathe and make sure you're not just fully tensed up yeah and just take a moment for yourself is super good that's
1: that's killer i Um, wonder if it um you know have you ever heard of um rbf it's uh mm -hmm. resting bitch face yeah it's (laughs) that it's that it's kind of sometimes what you can get when you get older and, and it's, you're not mad, but you look mad. Yeah.
0: I think that comes from, from just years of stress, years
1: of stress in your jaw. And so maybe this is uh you know, maybe this is a, a negating, you know, RBF for the yes. future. If I, if I try to keep smiling and, and try to keep my muscles engaged in, in a smile rather than a, than a frown. So good. Cause have you ever caught yourself looking in the mirror and you're, you're frowning or you're, or you're, serious yes i scare myself i look just like my dad when he was mad when he was pissed off yeah and i'm like whoa that's not what i want to look like <laughs> you know and 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 i can see how i can um you know with my kids if i'm uh if i'm if i'm upset and my upset face it'll it it, it kind of like it's piercing mm. and I, and um i've realized wow i gotta be careful just in my demeanor cuz i can my poor little 6 year old girl i mean you know that that just it'll peel paint yes. the way I, my my angry face or my you know my uh and i'm like wow i got to be careful with that so anyway it's good man yeah. it's good because we don't think about
0: it you know like that 6 year old no. isn't used to the level of intensity hopefully yeah right and so yeah. it's like we got to be aware of what we're putting out there yeah um okay so uh, uh Quick question, and then I'm going to yeah. ask you the rebel and create question. Sure. If I were to ask your wife, which I did, <coughs> a strange <laughs> quirk about you. Oh, oh man! What do you think she would say? Uh, so maybe I'll I get know. two. Maybe I'll yeah. get two out of this.
1: Okay, I I pretty sure. So she here's the one that she for sure would say, and it's um, I'm always really proud of the toenails that I can grow <laughs> because they're they're awesome. Now. Okay. Like I'm able to like not. Clip my toenails for a long period of time. And I'm, because I always wear shoes. And so I'm not really offending anyone with my (laughs) horrible. uh, How do
0: you lay in bed with her without cutting her legs? You know, I do Do wear socks. I do cut her legs. Okay. okay. (laughs) So that's when you end up cutting.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so they're kind of like hobbit feet, really, is (laughs) what I've got going on. And anyway. So so, are you really not a size 12? Two inches of that is. (laughs) Two two inches is is nails. nails. And there's been a couple of times where I've um, managed this really really impressive nail and so i'll i'll put it in my little just a space by my watches and belts and stuff where i'll tuck it away just because i'm like that was a good one yeah
0: you worked that so a- <laughs> long for it how could you possibly <laughs> throw it away
1: and so she thinks that's weird and i guess i guess you know we each to their own but-
0: yeah hey i mean i love how yeah. i asked you and you're very proud to share it
1: yeah and the second thing that i think she probably would say is um there's a few words that i say um like, uh, uh, it's not just an accent. I, I say them wrong. <laughs> um, like I, I'll say tiger and, and she'll be like, it's tiger, not tiger. And it's like, and so she'll call me on a few of those things or, or I'll say, uh, engine instead of engine. And, uh, so there's a few things that she'll always point out to me in a sentence and, and, uh, I'll, I'll, pretend to ignore that she's correcting me and just full steam ahead and And say it again just keep it just (laughs) own it well she didn't
0: share the word one but she did share the she did share the tone oh man i knew it so hey so hey you won i was trying to get two (laughs) two one for you not to admit to but but uh dude that's so funny it's so funny how we get to know somebody and the things about them you know what i mean i love it yeah um this podcast is fatherhood field notes. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, we've been doing it. It's open up your life, share some stuff. I mean, dude, I can think back of so many nuggets already of us talking about being alive, being men, being fathers, being husbands. And, and, uh, the theme of it is rebel and create. And it's, what's something that you're rebelling against? Because the hope is that we're always have this growth mindset, right? We're, we're reflecting in a sense, not where we're like, Always disappointed with ourselves, but we're in a growth mindset of, I want to go to war with this thing in hopes that I create this other thing out of it. So what's yeah. something that you're currently um, rebelling against and what do you hope to create?
1: Probably, you know, the years of producing music in a studio, you you get pretty good at ha- having everything just so, you know, mm. like every track on a record is um is recorded one at a time and in fact you know for a vocal take sometimes you would you do what's called a comp track and so you would sing a song sometimes eight times and then the engineer would take those eight tracks where they're, they're, you sang the song in its entirety eight times, and then they go through, and, and if you're helping, you'd be there as well, and you go through and you pick which line you listen through, line by line, of the eight tracks, and what you do is you create this compilation track, mm. comp track, of this one uh vocal take that has all the energy and all the flair and all the right notes of course too. And, and it sounds so beautiful and it sounds, you know, when it's done with the right engineer, you know, you'd never know that it was a compilation of all these other uh, takes. Yeah. Um, so it's, so I think that that being particular has always been something that was part of who I am as a youngster, but then also it was, uh, it, I doubled down on it in my days of recording and creating music because I, you know, had the ability to make everything just mm. so. Well, fast forward to now in life, and you know, I work at a church, and um, seldom do things go right. <laughs> you know, it's always something's always screwed up, something always is not working, or or it didn't go as planned, or um, and then at home, you know, the same thing. You know, the things you're trying to fix or the things that you. Uh, um, you know, uh, back into, or, you know, you name it, it's life happens and it's so not perfect. And it's so far from, uh, what you'd hope. And, uh, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to in, in this moment in my life, just trying to let off the gas a little bit with trying to make things perfect and allowing, allowing my, to forgive myself or the freedom, Mm. the freedom to not get it right. The first time the freedom to make a mistake, the freedom to, um, scratch my truck. You know, I ran, I, it's not, it's not a nice truck at all, but I got it too close to a garbage can today. And I kind of made this little stripe down the door and I'm like, you know, it's an old truck. It doesn't matter. You know, just allowing myself the freedom. But It's hard to do, huh? It is hard to do. Cause you, you know, you're like, ah, uh, you know, you just, yeah, uh, there's so much of, there's, I don't quite know how to say it, but you know, I, I don't think we give ourselves much leeway uh, when it comes to life. We've got a vision. We've got this kind of a uh, idea what it should look like. And then we uh, figure we, we have to get there every yeah. time. Yeah. And um, it, that's a, not only is that, you know, uh, just you're setting yourself up for, for failure, but I think also it, it, Life's not much fun <laughs> mm. if you're always going to be trying to shoot for for something that's unachievable, and you know living in a state of things not quite complete is is I'm trying to be okay with that. You know? That's Looking a tough that. one. Yeah. Wow,
0: I like that because like you walked up to my property and everything's just freaking everywhere because we got to move out of our house. Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you be okay with living in a state of not complete? when you're always kind of working towards once this is
1: done. And that's where we get to the create. Okay. So rebel okay. from Love that it. and head to the creating perspective that is that is big enough to allow for tomorrow. And mm. so perspective when you're looking backwards, you know, we talked about how you the the saying hindsight is 2020. You look back on your life, and I do this a lot and I'll be like, "Oh man, I should have, could have, would have. I only would have done this or that. Man, that stuff will eat you up, and that just heaps uh, guilt, it Mm. heaps shame, it heaps uh, resentment. It it basically, I feel like any you know to look too much in the back, um, your perspective is going to be stuck. But then to look too much in the future, and you're dreaming of the day when, and Mm. uh, like retirement. Uh, for us right now, you know, if I'm if all I'm thinking about is not having to work anymore Well, I'm going my perspective is gonna be stuck because I'm too much in the future And I think there's this there's this kind of dance that we have to do in the in the space in between where our perspective is wide enough to learn from yesterday and be wide enough to be excited about tomorrow, but allow for today to happen and to know just as the sun came up, it's going to go down and we get to do this again tomorrow and we'll be one step closer uh, to where we're headed. You mm. know, and it, that's perspective. And I feel like perspective and wisdom are connected, aren't they? Mm. You know, there's this beautiful relationship between perspective and wisdom that I, uh, I feel like wisdom, uh, wisdom, a lot of what wisdom is, is having perspective. And, um, you know, and that's from living. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of us
0: aren't <laughs> allowing ourselves to live. to live, right? But you said something because as we were talking about this before we hit record was that when you have widened your perspective, it lowers your fear.
1: Yeah. So, you know, the narrower our perspective is, especially if we're looking backwards, mm. or or if we're we're stuck looking forward, and and we've got that really narrow perspective. Imagine, imagine, um, it's almost like you know. Uh, dirt biking and you know you got your helmet on and uh that you you know it doesn't have much peripheral vision well You know, you got to be careful because if there's other guys biking with you, if there's trees or if there's something, you you know, you, you you can get a branch in the face pretty easy because you don't see it because it's not in your field of vision. I feel like sometimes with our perspective, a narrow perspective, um, what it does is it creates fear because we can't see what's around us. Hmm. And the more we're able to step back from our situation, step back from our circumstance and, uh. And ve- realize, hey, this is just one vantage point from this circumstance. We we are we are looking at this from one vantage point. My wife is looking at this circumstance from another vantage point, and it's different than mine. And yeah. we're both looking at it. And if I'm able to kind of widen my perspective and learn from her, then I'm my perspective is growing to include her mm. her vantage point. And then it- it's not only does the fear dissipate. But also, I feel like the wisdom grows <laughs> and it's this beautiful uh, relationship that happens where fear, fear goes down when we can see more.
0: It's almost and, like it goes back to the thing you're saying about kind of control and having things be perfect is when you have a bigger perspective and you allow to see other people's perspective, it gives you the freedom not to have to be right yeah. all the time. Yeah. Because that is a, like a heavy freaking burden to that have is. to be right all the time.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah.
0: And we've kind of touched on it a couple times, but you, we talked about it before and I just wanted to dig into this a little bit is allowing yourself, you said, allow yourself to have make a mistake, allow yourself to have bigger perspective, allow yourself not to have the fear, but to still try things. Yeah. So we've talked about like you trying things, whether it be, okay, so what are you doing this weekend?
1: Well. If everything goes as planned, I would like to or not or not. (laughs) I'd love to be able to pour some cement, whether it's this weekend or next weekend. I love before my father in law arrives uh, for a visit for us to have this little step um, completed. Now, I've watched people pour cement um, and I've also YouTubed it and I feel like this is within reach. I can do this. Yeah. I haven't done it before, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I feel like I can figure this out. I feel like there's, there's this fun in, in learning and it might not be quite like I'd hoped. I want to allow myself the learning, Yeah. but I feel like I I don't want to miss this opportunity to um, not only me uh, try to do this, but I'd love to have my son along for the ride as well and have him experience uh you know pouring some trying something yeah trying something so
0: the the it almost doesn't matter what the thing is the cement or whatever it is as a dude it seems that you try things you go figure you go learn it do you think that you are here's what i'm getting at because i want other dudes to hear this there's so many things in life that we see and we go like, Oh, like you might be listening to this podcast. Like I want to be that kind of dad or I would love to try this with my kid or I'd love to try and be a coach or this or that, whatever. And so much of us come into the, maybe a small perspective. If this is all connected or this fear that doesn't allow us to go, I'm just going to try. So I asked you when you were sharing this with me before, do you find yourself ever stuck in your own head? And then do you give up or do you push through and just do the thing that you saw that you wanted to do?
1: Yeah, I, I believe it. It's just so important to, to push through. And that's what I've honestly, it's a big reason why I live here in California and not back where I grew up in Northern Alberta, Canada. It's because I just kept on push, push through, like figure it out, learn it, you know, Um, give it a try. Uh, improve on it. Um, and I feel like that's a, I think that's a good, um, it's a good muscle to use to allow yeah. yourself the, the, the fun of trying and learning. And at the same time, um, this is where the freedom to allow yourself to, you know the chance to maybe make a mistake along yeah. the way but it's your mistake you know and and you learn something in the in the so then when
0: you make and- a mistake so if you're pouring the concrete and it just all freaking falls apart how do you take that moment and enjoy the moment still with your kid versus a year from now when you're pouring something else and you yeah. had the hindsight to look back and be like, remember how shitty that day was? <laughs> but you know how much, so yeah. much of the time we look back at our struggles and we talk about them in the present about how they shaped us. But if yeah. we look at how we were acting, our attitude in the moment, we weren't our best. Yeah. So how do you start to go? Hindsight is 2020. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a mistake. And even it, I'm not going to be an idiot in front of my kid and my yeah. wife and my family and just have a, you know, so I, yeah. how
1: do you, How do you deal with that? Okay, so first of all, here's the here's the what I would feel like would be a win. Okay, regardless of how the concrete looks, is if my son is still engaged at the end of the project, and he's not, um, he's not kind of gone in to himself, you know, and like is in his own head. Like if he's still there with me and we're still both working hard and we both are talking about what we're doing mm. and we can stand back and maybe laugh. <laughs> it might be a laugh, yeah. at, but that would be a win. If, if I get mad at him in the process of pouring this because I'm frustrated because it, it's not going how I want it to go, man, that's me taking it out on him. And that's a loss. That's a big loss. Yeah. And in that, I think that that would be the, the, the big thing for me is at the end of the day, if I can look back and say the relationship with my son, um, was gro grew and it was, um, it was positive, uh, rather than, uh, a blemish or like a yeah. scar from it. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a win and yeah, it might t- it might mean we have to k- kind of plant some plants really close to the, the place where it, it's a little <laughs> lopsided or, yeah. or, it might be let's take a photo of this and then let's go rent a jackhammer and take it out i don't know that's the so thing so all of it's a win all of it's a win all of it can be a win if if, if you let it if i don't if i if i keep that perspective nice and wide and mm. don't don't get mad cuz it's anger as soon as as soon as anger enters the the situation um you know my son closes up and um And I lose out. I lose. Yeah.
0: Man, that's so good. It's so good because this applies to everything we're talking about and everything that all the potential of the things that we want to do, the people we want to be. Yeah. We have a great opportunity to live our lives, live today, enjoy today. Yeah. And it not just be get this thing done for tomorrow. Like all of this is so rich, man. And it's freeing. Yeah if you let it free you up
1: yeah because the the anger anger shackles you in every way it 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 really does it it hurts our family the ones we love the most and also i think it it (laughs) it not only does it make your jaw tense and you know adds years takes years off our life i think it 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 almost like it it's a little bit of poison in our own Mm. heart right that then we've got a work through and it, but to back it up and to have that perspective where, you know, it's okay if this doesn't work. Um, uh, at the end of the day, um, my son is smiling and, you know, we learned something together,
0: right? Man, it's so good. Like, so if you're a dad listening, you have so much opportunity to do the things you want to do. Like if you hear something on a podcast, read a book, see somebody doing something, you want to do it. You can do it. Yeah. You can go figure it out. And then how much cooler if you let those around you figure it out with you? Oh, man. Because so much of the time we're like, I've never done this before. So you know what? I'm going to need the kids to stay inside so I can figure this out and get this done. And then that's a loss too. It is. Yeah. That's a big old loss. So my last question for you is what's the legacy you want to leave with your family? So as you see your son and your daughter in – 20 years and they have their own kids, their own family they're starting to kind of build um, you know what their family looks like what are some of the pieces that you hope you'll see of the seeds that you've planted today
1: that's a great question and you know (laughs) I think more than anything I hope that my kids are are enjoying the ones they love and that they're being a part of the moment with them. Mm. Um, I think that would be, that would be such a huge win, you know, regardless of what they're doing in life, regardless of career or, uh, you know, if they're able to, to be loving the people that they're with well, and laughing with the people mm. they love, uh, and, and I'm hoping, you know, Shannon and I joke about how, um, uh, wherever our kids end up, that's where we'll be. And, and whether they like it or not, we're going to be plan ourselves because we, we, we just, we think the world of them and, mm. and we oh, sure hope that they're, uh, that you know our they'll always be willing to share their, um, life with us. And so that would be a beautiful thing if, yeah. In, uh, yeah. In the legacy of of laughing and uh enjoying the moment with those that are most important to us. And it sounds like you
0: guys are setting the tone now. And not that you're saying it's easy. You're saying you're working at it mm-hmm. of enjoying life. Yeah. And regularly it sounds like kind of course correcting to reevaluate life and go.
1: You know, are we enjoying our life? It it's a struggle sometimes because dishes are relentless. Every day, you know, every day, every day, kids want to eat. It's unbelievable, <laughs> but it's it's, and and that's that perspective thing. Right?
0: So, are those the things that we should actually be enjoying? Because, like we talked about before, so much of the time it's about when when all this housework is done, right? But we could enjoy that time. If we allowed ourselves to make it enjoyable with either music or dancing or flicking water at each other or whatever, like you could choose to enjoy all of those things. Now, is it that we post pictures of us washing dishes every day because that's (laughs) a sexy thing to post that was cool? No. So we have this idea like we always got to be doing this radical thing, which I am totally, Mm. uh, you know, guilty of. And not just going, hey kids, let's enjoy the yard work today. Yeah, if you let us, let me show you, we could. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> Instead of okay, everybody's working till one at one, then we'll play a game or do something yeah.
1: fun. It's it's tough, and I don't have that figured out at all. Um, that's that's the that minutia of life that that all those tasks that have to be done, and yeah, it is. At the same time, you know, washing dishes, there can be some pretty awesome conversations there. It, it you know, it's doesn't change the fact that it, it's, you know, don't like doing it, yeah. but it changed it, it. The moment can be shared and, um, you know, and, and, um, and there's also that feeling of, you know, doing a good job of something. Mm-hmm. That, that's something that I think that our, you know, kids can learn and, and, you know, it can be exciting for them to finish something that they started and um yeah but uh boy i got a long way to go on that stuff but like we talked about before before we recorded again we
0: talked a lot before is we were talking about our kids and their cell phones Mm -hmm. and trying to know how much time screen time this and that the other what's right what's wrong and we talked about how as long as we keep this conversation going yeah we're talking about it we're talking about is this the best way? Let's try this. Let's try that. We're talking yeah. to our kids. We're talking to our spouse. Yeah. There isn't this destination for most of this stuff. Right. It's just we care. Yeah. So the fact that we're like, I don't have it figured out, but that doesn't mean I'm giving up. Right. I am I care and I'm engaged yeah. and I'm willing to listen. And I'm yeah. willing to listen to your opinion and yeah. stuff like you talked about with your son and his music. Yeah. yeah. The fact that you can have a conversation about stuff that means that we're moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Or maybe yeah. it's not the right direction. That's just
1: the life. It, but it's moving. But it's moving. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to try this. Yeah. And we're going to see how it goes. And uh, yeah, and and we'll kind of, uh, you know, responsibility is something he's getting better at, at doing things on his own. So with more responsibility comes more freedom. And yeah. and so figuring that out, my wife and I together, what that would look like for for him and uh yeah yeah and then i guess at the end of the day you know to be able to look back and say okay what was that a good idea (laughs) i tell my (laughs) wife though it's like the thing is is no sometimes it won't
0: be but if you if your kid knows you care it didn't matter which one you chose if it was this or that The fact that you're engaged with the kid, you're working on it. Yeah. We're not going to get every single thing right. And we have to forgive ourselves and know that they're paying attention to the way that we are paying attention to them. Yeah. Dude, Riley, I feel like we could talk forever. This has been so good. uh, Just talking about life with you. You are incredible human, super intentional husband. I just can tell just hearing the way you talk about your wife, how much you love her, which is super freaking cool. Our world needs that. And you love your kids and you're constantly looking at life, not feeling like you have it all figured out, <laughs> which is a freaking yeah. rad place to be because then you're open to having a wider perspective yep. and how rich for your family. So dude, thank you for all that you're doing for your family, uh, you're an inspiration to people and just keep being yourself, man.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. So fun. Thanks for being on. Ah, with just another amazing conversation around fatherhood. I love talking to Riley from the moment we sat down. It was so engaging. I loved hearing his perspective on fatherhood and marriage and life. It was so good. I want to say thank you to all you dads out there listening to Rebel and Creates Fatherhood Field Notes podcast. What you do matters. Do not be like everybody else. Be yourself. That is who your kids, spouse, and community desperately need. This is your guide, Ned Shout. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in the craft of fatherhood. And again, please go visit the website rebelandcreate.com. We've got the book on there, the journal. You could send us a message if you know of a great father that you'd love to have on here. Please make that recommendation. If you have questions or things that you'd like to hear on the podcast, shoot that over to ned at rebel And then make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram so you can stay in tune with all upcoming Rebel and Create items. And again, please rate and review the podcast because it helps put it up at the top so that other dads can find it and enjoy these amazing conversations that these men are having around Fatherhood.